0: The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your hosts Shane Chapman and Wade Lirette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Ultimate Deck Podcast with Wade and Shane and Sean and Catherine. Oh, that was last, that was a nice little surprise right. treat. And the last one. <laughs> no plans to have them on again, but if they were to request to come back in, I. Have a hard you know time what it was just go. incredible how like the timing of that all.
1: It was just like it was Do you have you ever thought <laughs> that there is actually a sixth sense in the world? Do you believe that?
0: Explain yourself. Like what?
1: So there's like like a see bl- ghost? No, 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 no. no. Like, like gut intuition? I believe that there is like this frequency level of interconnectedness within the world that operates that we don't
0: fully understand. And so it's weird. I didn't even see you smoke that joint between episodes. I (laughs) thought we went so quickly into this.
1: It manifests in ways where I've like, where you're thinking about somebody you haven't talked to in months and months and months. And then all of a sudden they like, they call you. That happens. Right. And there's something to it. And so we're in the process of talking about this and it's like, we get to zip up and we're about to talk about Zip Up and then all of a sudden it's like boom request. And it's like they've never not one time ever have they requested to be on the podcast. Wait, they were
0: sitting in their van. I'm telling doing you. Doing nothing. They've been They sitting- watched that episode from the start. And they said nope. if Zip Up comes up, we're joining this podcast. They sat through Rain Escape, Dexter Dry, deck. and they're That's- like Zip up comes up. I'm hitting the button. That's not true because no, I like, like, watched the followers. zip up. Bloop. Oh, look who wants to join the podcast. I watched the followers. <laughs> we only ever had one person watching, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't them. Uh, there's certainly, like, certainly trusting your gut, having gut feeling, intuition. That, that's a real thing. I believe that's a real thing. No, this I, is I, like, as part of it. But you're saying, I, I yeah, you're interconnected. So there's a seventh or an eighth or a ninth sense.
1: I, I just think it's like strange. You it know? is. It just happens a little bit too often for it to be a coincidence. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Um, you played hockey recently. I played hockey last night for the and first you time. You swung your stick at a guy's head. I do. Did. you not know that that is not allowed anymore? That's a
1: uh, had I made contact, it would have been a penalty.
0: Why did you okay? Who, why would you miss? If you're gonna hit a guy Let's in the head with your honest, stick. I didn't really want to hit him.
1: I didn't really want to. I just like I wanted him to know that I could have. What did he say? I was so mad. Uh, he didn't was say he anything or like he didn't say anything but when i was skating back to the bench somebody on their bench said well that's an angry elf <laughs> and i thought that was pretty <laughs> funny
0: that was a pretty <laughs> good chirp call me an elf one more time <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah he's an
1: is isn't he an angry elf that <laughs> is a good chirp <laughs> i like that one quite a bit so uh, so Anyways, it was just like so we play hockey against these guys uh, and when we were in the room after we were having drinks talking about it we used to be them but like we're 43 now when they're 26 and we used to be the 26 year old guys. And there was some teams we played against that hated us and they like slashed us. And they always like, they would cross check us and say all these mean things and swing their sticks in our head. And we would just be like, yeah, yeah, you're an old man. You can't keep up anymore. And so now we're that we're yeah. the old man. We can't keep up anymore. Yeah. And so this, it's a team full of like good hockey players and they're young and they're fast and they don't ever get tired and they just keep coming and coming and coming. And it's like, Stop. You're up by a bunch of goals. Like, you don't have to keep forechecking, checking, but that's just how they play because they're not tired.
0: Yeah. We're tired. Yeah, they're not trying to be dickheads. It's just like, that's the speed we operate right. at.
1: Right. And so, anyways, I was in the room last night and I was like, guys, I think this is it. Like, I don't think I'm playing high-level hockey anymore. I think I have to go down a couple of tiers.
0: Yeah. Can't keep up. But I scored two goals, which is fun. It's yeah. always fun to score goals. Yeah. Do you feel like you're perception of how a game went is influenced by how you feel you played personally like no do you feel like if you play shitty do you feel like the team played shitty no or do you just you like you like what's word i'm looking for detach your personal performance from the team performance
1: yeah i believe that i'm like so you and i talk about this lots about being self-aware and i believe that i'm like i think i'm really good at it like i think i'm pretty good at being able to have an unbiased opinion about how it went. So we lost the game because one of our players came completely unglued. And he like, he caused a five minute interruption in the game. We were hot. We were like, we were leading four to one. And then there was a call that he disagreed with. And he went like totally off the rails, yelling at the ref. He got kicked out of the game and that momentum changed, changed everything. And so we were playing okay. Okay. I had a couple goals, but they weren't nice goals. It wasn't that they were amazing. So,
0: okay. Yeah. And that ended, That's a big comment there.
1: Right? If you put the battery in backwards, the Energi- bunny Energizer Bunny won't keep going and going and going. Keeps. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Is that Kruger?
1: No. Who is that? No, that's uh, Haney. Oh, Haney! Like nobody knows what he's talking about.
0: I thought from here, I thought it said like Kruger Construction. I was like, this is a weird comment from him. Yeah. But then when you said it was Haney, it uh, completely on par.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you did you play hockey recently?
0: No. Uh, I like haven't played. Suffering from old manitis. Yep. Like I played. I played before we went to Winnipeg, so it's been a couple of weeks. But I, two days ago, so I've been trying to be healthier this year. I feel like this is a broken record, but so I started. Oh, working let me th- guess, January first? <laughs> no, no, not even January first. But like, like the second week in January, <laughs> um, I uh, started working out at home again, just like dumbbell workouts. And I have this great little app I like to use, and it's like keeps me like knowing what I should do and doing that things. So I even like I even went to the gym in the hotel in Winnipeg just one day, but like I made it there. It was a big thing. Um, so it's been all great, and I got back home, and I was gonna work out on uh, Monday. And definitely threw my back out, like pulled a muscle in my back. I felt it all happen. I was like doing this dumb work. <laughs> They're all dumb though. They're all Working dumb. Workout is Jeez. stupid. <laughs> Every time I work out, I hurt myself. And then I and then I have to be off the wagon. It's like I don't know what the point of this is. But anyways, I was doing this this thing where it's like you like bend over a little bit and then you like you you have two dumbbells and you're like it's in the app it was called a double dumbbell hanging snatch. Which okay. that sounds fun. And so I like snatched up and it's like the one time I went, I felt like I just felt whatever happened, I felt it happened. It was like right in the middle of my back, it felt like I like cracked my back. It so just it went three pops, like, tweak. and then that muscle just like, boom, into spasm. And like, so anyway, I was pretty laid up yesterday and the day before. Ugh. Like, couldn't couldn't stand up. It took me half an hour to get my shirt on yesterday. I and, uh, hate that. So I didn't get around too much yesterday. I eventually did make it to work. Uh, I took a fair number of Robaxa sets yesterday, which made it tolerable. Ugh. But then even just sitting in the chair every once in a while it would spasm and my back would just go into this like death grip tightness in the middle of my back. And it's like to release, you've gotta take Cry. Like use that muscle zero percent. It's your back. Yeah. You use it to sit and just stand, do everything. It's uh it's awful. Back pain's awful. So anyways, I woke up this morning, it's like it's still really tight, but it's not nearly as bad as it was yesterday. So I'm like, I'm on the road to recovery, I think, at some point. So, no, I've missed two hockey games now because I played. I was supposed to play on Monday and last night, but both of them I was like, yeah. Can't do it. Can't walk, let alone skate, boys. It's so, so funny that mouth. you
1: call it, you're like, now they're all dumb workouts, Yeah, which, which jogged dumb. my memory. So, uh, my girlfriend's five-year-old son gets mad and then he says the meanest things that he can think of when he tries to, like, hurt your feelings to get back at you. So, he... Like I was making him go to bed Which is not Happens every night But it was just like Today or whatever day it was It was like He decided that he didn't want To go to bed yeah. And I was like Well you have to Like you, you have to go to bed Well he's, he's like Well Wyatt doesn't have to go to bed And I was like uh, Wyatt's in bed already He went to bed fine he was, So we get in an argument About it And then he was like Fine You stupid Big dumb Wade And then he took off
0: Yeah, and he like stormed cute, into his room eh?
1: Slammed his door Stupid, big, dumb Wade. Yeah, Are and You so, angry elf. <laughs> and then that made me laugh because you were like, they're <laughs> all stupid exercises. <laughs> you're like a five year old. <laughs> you're so mad.
0: Yeah. That's that one. That cuts deep, though. Cut you deep. know, for him, that was that the was worst the meanest... thing that he could think of at right. the moment.
1: Yeah. It was so, he was so mad. And then. And like, he used your name. Yeah. It was like, easy, kid. Yeah. It all
0: fell apart because then I started to laugh. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, This episode brought to you by. Bro, back's is set. If you yeah. have back...
1: <laughs> again. Oh, man.
0: Uh, no, we're going to do an episode here on some industry myths about the decking industry. So, it's kind of jogging my mind because there's a lot of uh, misinformation, maybe more so a lack of information out there. People don't... Unless you're building a deck and you're doing your own research, there's a lot of things that you just... Let's just hear say. And... Like, it's certainly easier to get information now oh, than, it than it ever
1: used to be because of the Ultimate Deck podcast. Like, we talk about a lot of stuff. Right? But...
0: But how many times do you hear from people that are like, oh, composite decking is slippery. Every day. Like, people just, somebody bought a composite deck that was slippery and then told their friends and family that, oh, a composite decking is slippery. And then they just think that all composite decking is slippery. It's the one the that case.
1: I hear, stain and fade, that's the one that I hear that I'm like, that hasn't been, like, it's been years since that happened, yeah, actually. Yeah. That's not relevant anymore.
0: but And those aren't even on our list of things to discuss, but that's what jogged my memory on. I was like, we should try to dispel something these myths. Okay. Is some composite deck and Slipper? Yeah, but there's some that isn't too. Some that's not. Uh, so anyways, we're going to go through 10 items that uh, are, I would say, industry myths that we're okay. going to dispel right now. And if the world doesn't choose to heed this, devi- this, devi- <laughs> this device, this this advice, this information now, then you deserve whatever you get. You get it with your mic cord there? It's pretty harsh. Uh,
1: You know what? This thing's been bugging me the whole time. This little
0: plastic. Stuff it down below. I'm about to number one. All composite decking (laughs) is my feelings. Stuff below. Yep. All composite decking is the same. How do you feel about that? Is composite decking just composite decking? No, it is what it is. Absolutely
1: not. There's uh, there's several different types of composite decking. There is a wood, plastic composite. Mm -hmm. There is a mineral based composite. Mm -hmm. There is PVC, and then bamboo.
0: Rice husks. Rice husk. There's lots. Rice hull. Rice uh, hull. hull actually. Corn husks. Corn. Yeah. Haven't used so, that one yet. Yeah, no, Anyways, there's a, there's a bazillion. Fiberglass. And then there's capped composite versus non capped composite. Yeah. There's hollow core, solid plank.
1: There's all sorts of stuff. I think out it's there. pretty obvious now that you know more, so you can stop yeah. kicking me. It's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here's where people get in trouble with it. They think that composite decking is composite decking. I'm going to get a composite deck. So therefore, they divert to shopping nearly solely on price and aesthetic. And that's it. So it's like, does it? do I like how it looks? Yep. Then I'm going to buy the cheapest one that I like how it looks. Because they just assume that all, all the composite same. decking is the same. But as with nearly any consumer good, how that's not the case.
1: So I always have the best luck when I start to compare this to cars. When I say to people, it's like, yep. well, they're like cars. Are they all the same? Well, no. Like, okay.
0: Right. There. So to make that analogy, it's a good one. I thought about going there and I didn't. and You did. So now I have to.
1: You don't have to. You can do do your own analogy. But no, it's good. Talk about paint colors if you want.
0: So you can get a good, reliable car for a reasonable price. A a, a low price even. Yeah. Relative to other cars. Yes. Not relative to a bike, i.e. wood decking.
1: Wood decking. Yeah.
0: It's going to cost more. But what you get out of it, there's a lot more benefits to going to that. Actual. Certainly. But if you buy a Honda Civic, you're getting a good, reliable vehicle. It's going to do the purpose. Is it going to be the, Is it going draw eyes and attention from your friends and neighbors? Probably not. It's just a functional car. Yeah. You could also step it up to, uh, what's a, what's your favorite high-end car? I don't know, like, like an Audi. A, a l- no, I wouldn't a, say sure, high-end. There's a mid one. You could do like an Audi A6. That's sure. a nice car. Yeah. That's a little bit peppier. Yeah. A little right. bit nicer finish. Looks a little bit nicer. Yeah. A little bit more horsepower. Put a few more tech features in it.
1: Mid-grade composite. Yeah. Those exist. Yeah. And then you can get yourself a Lamborghini. There you go. Or a McLaren.
0: Sure. And all of those choices are fine. It's just what's within your budget. And if you if you actually value the benefits that the, those more expensive cars provide you. If you don't care about speed and you don't care about the aesthetic... And you don't care about your neighbors ooing and yawning over your car, then the civics going to be just fine for you. Yep. And you're going to be happy with it. The problem is that there's lots of cars on Alibaba too. Yeah. And you've never heard of them.
1: That's probably Whoa. a good sign to not buy that.
0: Here's a holibah. <laughs> a holibah gen gen 2 spurtnik. It's only $8,000 on Alibaba, plus $4,000 to ship it to me. Yep. Look at that. Look at how cheap cars can be. Cars are cars.
1: Yeah. They're not.
0: That's not. That's not. You would never. You. Zero people. <laughs> in this market have bought their car off Alibaba because it costs less because a car's a car.
1: Like, I would never say never. Probably lots s- of people. Probably one person bought it just because. But anyways, yeah, no, buy composite decking, I know what
0: you're saying, yeah, off the shelf at Home Depot. They've never heard of it before, or they go to some little like some little joint in a strip mall that's like nothing but a tiny little showroom and promises to sell you composite decking for a buck a foot. The point is, this stuff's imported imported garbage. So it's okay. You don't have to spend twenty dollars a square foot for good composite decking. But you do probably have to spend, and these are Canadian prices, for American friends, you're going to have to like slash these numbers. Half. 10% of what I'm saying. Sure, half. half. Yeah. But you do have to spend a little bit more than the cheapest possible price you can find out there. So it's just
1: like anything. It's like the old adage of you get what you pay for still exists in this world as well. Yeah. And so if you find something that's 99 cents a foot, uh, Question don't it, heavily. don't expect it to be any better than wood. It won't be. Yeah. There's no to uh, It'll do be you? worse. The it's wood probably. will last
0: 10 years. Yeah. I can't so tell you the number of times that we had people come in, my mother included, come in because she bought a house with that sh- other shit on it. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's just literally nothing. cracking and disintegrating within three to five years. Yeah. So then you're doing it again, but this time you're probably, well, maybe you will make the same mistake again, but you probably shouldn't. Now you're going to buy the stuff you should have the first time. So now it's going to cost you way more yep. to begin with. There's yeah. garbage products out there. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, with everything, right? Yeah. So it's a- not... Wood decks are always cheaper to install than composite decks. Uh,
1: I don't know that I would say always.
0: So initially, the upfront cost obviously is going to be much less on uh, if oh, when we're talking wood. Let's say, yeah. let's talk. We're talking about like softwood decks, like a cedar or a pressure treated deck. Because certainly, if you go to down the like the hardwood front, you can spend just as much as you would on a composite deck. Absolutely. Um, but assuming that we're talking about treated or cedar deck. The Spruce upfront cost or, yeah. is obviously much less. Yep. However, commonly when you look into some research, like what is the break-even point where financially it makes sense to do the comps of the deck? It's usually different reports between eight and 10 years. Yeah. Where if you're going to maintain your wood deck properly and maybe you're going to pay somebody to do that, then by the time eight to 10 years rolls around, you've spent as much on the deck as you would have if you had just done comps in the first place but the composite at year 10 has 10 to 20 to 30 more years left of no maintenance and that wood deck, you've got to continue that cost. So now after 10 years, you're just, it's actually becoming more and more and more and more expensive and it's never going to last as long as a composite deck will.
1: You know what I just thought of is like pressure treated decks are basically just like children. And by the time they hit 16 or 17, then they wow. really start to cost you money. You know, like when your kid, like your kid turns 16, it's like now he wants a vehicle. and it's like, so that happens with a pressure treated deck. It's like now, now not only are you just standing, but now you're starting to replace boards and the railing is failing. And so now the posts are rotten. That's got to go new railing. Right. And so you get out to the like long in the tooth of a deck and it's like now it's costing way, way more.
0: Yep. Yeah, the older it gets, the more maintenance it requires. And then, and then yeah, at some point it needs all-out replacement.
1: Yeah, there's some pretty blanket statements in there for sure that, you know, because if you did a high-end composite and pressure treated, the, the discrepancy isn't nine years, it's probably 15 or 20. But yeah. uh, the point being, if you think you're going to stay in your house for a long time, if it's your forever home, then make sure you do a composite deck. Yeah, Because it
0: does end up costing less than a wood deck. You betcha. Uh, Number three, decking requires little to no maintenance. And so I think that this uh, this, uh, misconception or myth is applicable to every category of decking. How often do you hear people say like, oh, no, it's pressure treated, so I don't have to do anything with it?
1: Yeah, that's the biggest one, right?
0: Oh, no, it's cedar. It's got natural oils, so I don't have to do anything with it. Oh, no, it's composite. It's maintenance free. I don't have to do anything with it. Like people think that about everything.
1: That's because that's what they want. They right. think that because that's what they want.
0: And there's also like pressure treated, they just assume means it's been treated to withstand everything. It's, that's not true. It's been treated to withstand uh, rot.
1: Depends where the you organisms are. Organisms that cause rot. Yeah,
0: in the States, they treat for insects as well, right? Sure, yep. insects, but not water, which but is what causes the failure of these things in the first place. Yes. It's not water resistant. It is not it water resistant. It will still absorb water. Yep. If it stays wet for too long, it will still eventually rot. Um, so it does require maintenance just because <laughs> pressure you, you do still have to oil it or stain it or do something with it to maintain it.
1: Yeah, I typically what I tell people in the store is that when you buy a pressure treated deck, all that has happened is your first coat of stain is applied for you. Now prepare to stain it like going forward. It just it just came with one coat of stain on it.
0: Yep. But and for but well, I wouldn't even say that. Like but visually, I do that so sure. that
1: people are ready like to like understand, <laughs> right? They're like, oh, okay, so I do need to take care of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And in just a few months, you should put this phenomenal product on it, right? And then yeah. Out the door with a can of u jack and away you go.
0: And then when it comes to cedar, same story. People are like, oh, it's cedar. It's naturally resistant to rot. Yeah, a <sighs> bit more than pine is, but it absolutely can still rot. It does rot. It's rot. absolutely going to look like garbage if you don't take care of it in... Three to five. It'll look, it'll start turning on you within months, but it's going to look yeah. sh- kind of shitty as it transitions to its gray patina for the next three to five Patins, years. Yeah, probably five. Before and then it gets unless you're colors. looking for rustic appeal, it's going to look like garbage. It's going to look like you didn't take care of it. Yeah. If you want to maintain the beauty of cedar, and I don't care what you say, you do. You uh, might say you don't yeah. because you don't want to work of maintaining it, but the reason you're buying cedar is You love how it looks and smells. Yeah. You don't want it to go shitty.
1: Yeah. That's not the color that people want. And and I know that because they've purchased it, told me that in the store, and then two years later or three years later, they show up and they're like, bad turns out I don't like it. I want I it get to it be back. back. To How do I get it back? Yeah. And it's like, well, you use this product and this product and then a whole bunch of elbow grease. Yeah.
0: And then Yeah. Here you go. And then as far as comps and decking goes, well, you you have a couple options here. If you go with what do you point out?
1: Well, I was gonna talk about Scott's comment, Scott Kelly's comment. He was just like, You're not gonna Zero get fifteen chance. years yeah. out of post COVID lumber. Uh, and you won't not anymore. It's all fast growth. So lumber used to be a lot more dense, you know, the trees would grow and then they they would leave them standing for longer. So the grains would be tighter and the tree would just be stronger. Now it's like, as soon as it's up to first possible dimension that you can cut it, it's like, cut it. Yeah. Let's go. No more, no more like strength and growth, just big wide rings. And yeah. so, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and then when it comes to composite decking, assuming that you buy a capped composite, so there's uncapped composites that are still in the market that are going to fade and stain and everything else, and you're just like, that, that's a bad news story. Don't buy those. <laughs> but assuming you buy one that is capped, that does have a, a stain and fade resistance to it, <clears throat> does clean up nicely. Things don't, like, if you spot you get some ketchup on it, it's okay, you just rinse it off.
1: Uh, promptly. Rinse there's not it off promptly.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of maintenance, but you do want to still make sure that you're washing it off once in a while. Don't let the build like a bunch of crap build up in it. Mm-hmm. If it gets some sap on it from a tree, you're going to want to address that. If it gets, if you spill some food or why not, you're going to want to address that. If you have gravel on your driveway that you're tracking onto the deck all the time, you're going to want to address that. You're going to want to yep. shovel snow off it. You gonna want to, you just want to keep it clear. Does it require oiling and staining and maintaining that way? No, it's for sure way easier to maintain than, uh, Any wood product.
1: Some of the stuff that would be good to actually maintain is, like, in between the deck boards, right? So you'll get, like, pine needles or leaves or whatever that pile up on top of the joists in between the deck boards. And, like, you should clean that out because it just traps moisture. And then now, all of a sudden, it's accelerating the rot on your frame. Yeah. So the composite board's going to last forever. It's plastic. Yeah. Your frame isn't, so.
0: Number four, pressure-treated wood is harmful. Um. People think that it's chemically treated, therefore it's bad for you. Uh, so the new stuff, <laughs> pro and con. The new stuff is not is not really bad for you. It's it's primarily copper. Um, a lot of it is okay for use around vegetable gardens. It's okay. It doesn't bleach into the soil a bunch. Where this comes from is like ground contact lumber, or back in the days when they used to use arsenic in it. Yeah, it's like you you didn't want to breathe that in. You didn't want to handle it a bunch. Yep. Um, you didn't want to. Leaching into the ground where you were growing a garden or something like that, like that was bad news, but that's, that's a thing of the past. It's also part of the reason why the lumber doesn't last as long anymore as chemicals we're using aren't as aggressive, but they are healthier and more environmentally friendly. So pro and con on that one, but, uh, but no, it's not harmful by putting a pressure treated deck in your house by using some pressure treated lumber. You're not, you're not putting yourself in harm's way. I guess that's the point of that. Yeah. Number five, composite decking is completely immune to damage. Um, no. So this is a no. common misconception. People think like, for some reason, and I'm not sure why this is, but people seem to think like when they buy a new composite deck that it's just going to continue to look like it looks today forever. And it can, if you take really good care of it. But much like your flooring in your house, which you, <laughs> for some reason, don't have that expectation, even though it has to resist way less elements than your outdoor flooring does, yep. it can be scratched. It can be cut. It, like if yep. you are hard on it, it will show signs of wear. Totally.
1: Yeah, it's... If you treat it like the furniture at Grandma's Place that used to have the plastic wrap on it, and then you could take the plastic wrap off twice a year, right? It was like Easter and and Christmas. Yeah. That good furniture would come out. Yeah. If you treat your deck like that, it'll be perfect forever. Now, that said, if you're not hard on
0: it, it will still look... My deck is about probably about seven years old now, and it's still... When I rinse it off, like in the spring, I'll get my pressure washer out and rinse off my siding and the deck and everything. It looks... It looks basically brand new. Yeah. But I don't have big dogs. I don't have, like, my lawn is all grass. There's no rocks coming up onto the deck. Like, it stays looking. It looks brand new. Yeah. Um, there is a spot where I scratched it a little bit that's hard to notice, but I know it's there. But it was my fault for taking a large, heavy box of stuff out of the tailgate oh, yeah. back of my truck, sitting on the deck and pushing it Oh no! onto the deck, and there was gravel from my truck on yep. the bottom of the box. That left a tiny little, tiny little scratch. I don't so think anybody else would find it but me. But... It stuff's not bulletproof Right It can show
1: I did wear. that to a kitchen countertop one time Oh yeah We like got some stuff from Costco And I had a gravel It was like a marble countertop We had a little stone in the bottom of the box And I did that Yeah
0: Oops uh. A lot of the stuff too With uh, with minor scratching Can be repaired with use of a heat gun Yeah Even that scratch over time Becomes less and less noticeable Certainly kind It of just like wears down Right Yeah yep. So there's that But it's not bulletproof uh, you can easily DIY a deck installation. So yes and no. I think this one's somewhere in between. A di- a deck uh deck build absolutely can be DIY friendly if it's not super complicated and if you've if you're handy then and you're willing to learn and follow the rules, then it absolutely can be a DIY project. However, I think people think it's easier than it actually is to That's do it properly. I think.
1: I think people are are Just like, well, like we can put this up, we can yeah.
0: throw this up. Case of beer, we'll do it on Saturday. Couple of buddies, um, and then they come in here and you can. tell them how it's supposed to go. And you're like, oh, that's not necessary, is it? What, why connecting it to your house? Probably, yeah, yes, it's necessary. That's, only,
1: that's the only necessary <laughs> what do you part mean? right there. When people bring back all the structural screws and the hangers, it's like, well, my buddy said I didn't need this. It's yeah. like, what does your buddy do? Oh, he, uh. He works for a phone company. He had a bunch of screws in the basement. He installs uh phone boxes on power poles. It's like, "Oh, so not a deck builder." No. Yeah. What do you think I do? Right? I'm the that's what I do. Live it every day. Yeah. So anyways, I I think that most people that are handy can put a deck up. The difference is that you can't put it together well or nice,
0: right? Right. Unless you pay attention to the details. Yeah. There, there is usually going to be a significant difference in fit and finish from, a, from the average DIY average to DIY. the average professional need done job. Yeah, Think about drywall in a house. Certainly. Can pretty much anybody operate a drywall screw gun? Yeah. Yep. Can anybody lift a sheet of drywall onto the wall and, and sink a bunch of screws onto it? Yeah, I mean, anybody can do that. Can anybody mud and tape? Can you grab a knife, putty yep. knife and can you put... Yeah, for, for sure you can. can. do it. Are you going to do it well? No. Will it take you longer? Way longer. Absolutely. The finish is going to be not as nice. Right. But that's okay. There's equity you have a drywalled wall? There. You will have a drywalled wall. Just. Same idea.
1: Like, don't be so proud that you don't take advice, I guess, right? If you're DIY, yeah.
0: it's yeah. like, talk to the
1: experts. Lots of people will share that information with you.
0: Right. Yep. Uh, and that's like, that's exactly why we're here. Like, go for it. We know you're going to try to build your own deck. So, like, let us help as much as we can. Let's make sure that you build it as safe and as, like, Nice yeah. as possible at the end. It's a big investment. Um, decking only adds aesthetic value, um, but it's also a very functional thing that can add to the value of your home as well.
1: So yeah. Functionally. I, it's a little bit tricky. So you you put a deck on the back of the house and that obviously changes the value of your home when you go to sell it. Um, some things to be cautious about is if you're going to try and flip a house really quick, um, Prospective buyers might look at a wood deck as actually a negative, right? It might not do anything good for you. Somebody walks in and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to maintain that."
0: There's certainly the a, a big difference in the studies I see all the time between using between a wood deck and a composite deck because composite decks they say will actually add value to a home, assuming that it, it's not as long like, it doesn't look super like. weird and like specific yeah. to somebody. Um, but it can add a value to a home, and after 10 years, it maintains over 80% of its value. Yeah. So you put 10 grand into it, you're going to get at least eight of it back. So you've added value to your home um, and and you'll get some of it back when you go to sell. Whereas wood decks, they say like after about five years, that actually becomes a liability. Yeah. To your point, because somebody walks back there and it hasn't been taken care of, they're like, even if it has been taken care of, it's like, shit, project.
1: Look at how much work I have to do twice a year,
0: Yeah. right? Or it's not been taken care of and they're like, shit, I got to put a new deck in this place. Yep. Now all of a sudden you're asking 275, but they want to pay less because they think they have to replace the deck in the back. Yep. So uh, it's not just... houses are
1: 275? Yeah, apartments.
0: (laughs) Uh, All decking materials are environmentally unfriendly. Uh, Not true.
1: Nope, that's not true. Some are.
0: I was talking to somebody about this recently, about how everything can be spun... Into a green message. Oh, all types of decking yeah. can be spun into green green type message. So let's go through it. You have your pressure treated decking. You can look at this and be like, it's very environmentally unfriendly because we're cutting down forests to produce it. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yep, yeah, we're cutting down trees to produce that. But it's not plastic. Like when it's all done, it just kind of rots away and grind it up, put it back in the earth and it's like, doesn't hurt anything, though. No. When it's gone, it's gone. That's pretty environmentally friendly. Plus, you can plant more trees. You can just, you, you can, you can harvest this. We can regrow our decks. We don't have to cut down for it. Okay. okay, so it can be good and bad. Same goes for cedar composite decking. A lot of plastic in that that doesn't break down in landfills. Doesn't ever break down. That's not good. But but it lasts for like 30 to 50 years, though. You'd go through like five wood decks in that time. We're not cutting down any trees. And we're using recycled tree part, the stuff that we saw at the sawmill. You cut them all up and you have sawdust left over. Instead of throwing that garbage, we're throwing it into. We're reusing this. All of our grocery bags and our laundry detergent containers. Look at all that stuff not going to the landfill. It's going to this decking. Well, that's super green. Yeah. Yep. But when it does go to landfill, it's there forever. That's ah, not good. That's not good. That's
1: well, not good. but some of it gets re-ground up. Like, you can recycle yep. the recycled decking. Yeah.
0: Well, it's green again. Now we're green again. Green again. Then you go to PVC decking, and it's like, now mm. some of it's recycled. But it used to be where it was, like, all virgin plastic. You're like, oh, bad. That's bad. That's good. Kind of you know not saving any milk jug or any uh, soap jugs? No, no, no. We got to yep. use only virgin plastic. Super clean oh, stuff. Have, like, if I got to get the oil on the ground. We got to... Refine that into plot. That's not good. Yeah, but it lasts like seventy years. Oh, that's really good. Now Let's not going (laughs) to the landfill or ever. That's really good. That's so good. And then it's like that's not good. Okay, okay. What about hardwood decking? Oh, hardwood decking. Oh, yeah. That's no good. That comes with the rainforest. We're cutting down rainforest. Like, how do we even know that was harvested sustainably? Like, how do we know that was even okay? Maybe people died like because they're cutting down rain. Yeah, that's no good. No good. Yeah, but it lasts (laughs) for like eighty years. Oh, that's way better than cutting down those soft trees. (laughs) And it's like there's like such a pro and con message to both. And every company, because it's so popular and trendy to be green right now, is really leaning into those messages about like how environmentally friendly their products are. But certainly there's truth to they, it. Like they all do have some green message.
1: 100%. They also have some like black message too. Yeah. It's there, there's death involved in all of
0: it. Yeah. So I do think that uh, like composite decking to me seems like the, the friendliest one. Because if it's using all recycled plastic or 95% of it is recycled and we are pulling all of this trash out of the landfills, it's okay. If that deck board does go back to landfill at some point, it was going to be there 30 years ago and we kept it out of there for that long. So at least we've reused it and recycled it and it's like it extended its life and less of it went to the landfill. Yep. And you're using the, the filler that goes in there is also going to be waste. Like essentially... 95% of that product in most of them is from waste product. That's about as green as it gets, I think.
1: Yeah, I think like anything, it's you just got to try your best, you yep. know? And so I believe that all of the industries have done that. I believe they're all trying their best to be as environmentally friendly as possible. Yeah. Some of it, like some of it won't be. It can't be. It's not actually possible. Yep. It's, we're here to like burn the planet down. That's our job as humans. <laughs> yeah. And so we're doing it.
0: Um, so anyways, there's, if you, if that's high in the, high in your priority list is environmentally friendly, there's maybe some that will, that'll stand out to you more than others, but, uh, it's certainly not all bad. Cheaper materials mean lower quality. Number nine. Uh, yeah, usually that's what I'm missing. (laughs)
1: Like I can think of, so off the top of my head, I think about fiber on good life decking and it comes in at a lower price point. Uh, but I would put that up against some of the higher end, like I would put that against high end deck boards yep. all day,
0: even within its own line. Um, absolutely. Good life against sanctuary, for example. Yeah. And I think, good life is it is lower quality? No, I don't think it's lower quality. Yep. Is it technically weaker because of the profile of it? Like technically, yes. Um, is it technically not as pretty? Yeah, it's not as pretty, but it doesn't mean it's less quality. Yeah. It's still a very quality board. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or at that price point, is it better than this other one that costs a little bit more, but the brand isn't as well? No. Th- like, I would say for the most part, this often is true, but it's not all the story all the time. You can still get quality products at reasonable prices. You don't have to buy the Lamborghini. You can still get the Honda Civic. The Honda Civic is still a quality product. Not a Lamborghini, but yeah, still a quality product. Yeah,
1: but there are some, <laughs> like there are some boards that are cheap and Like, if it's so cheap that you have to tell somebody about how cheap it was, it's probably (laughs) too cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if you phone your buddy and you're like, you're not going to believe this. I've been shopping for a deck for months, and
0: I will cut it in half.
1: Yeah. What did you buy? Red flag.
0: Yeah. Uh, Finally, we have decks don't add resale value. We touched a little bit on this, on the aesthetic uh, comment as well, but... um, and again it's a, there's an asterisk on this too because they may or may not but a, a good functional deck that is built properly with good materials and and people that are shopping for your house appreciate that can add lots of value as much as like a really nice kitchen can as well.
1: Certainly because some of the stuff you can think about is when you're designing a deck or when you're putting the deck on we talk about this in the store lots uh If you find that you have a really limited dining room area in your house, then make your deck more dining room focused. And when, when people tour through your house to purchase it, they'll be like, Oh, that's a really tight dining room. And then they go out on the deck and it's like, Oh, but look, this is all set up. And for five months of the year, we can, or six months or or depending on where you live, we can use this as our dining room. Right. Keep that in mind. And it, um, it's a lot less money square foot wise to build a deck than it
0: is to put an addition on your house, right? Cost yep. you $150 a square foot to put an addition on your house. Well, and imagine if you were somebody selling your home, you had built this nice deck where you could entertain outside and like it has like whatever, some built-in seating with like an iced ice bucket built into it for drinks and whatnot. It's got yeah. a built-in kitchen over here. It's got this covered area with a big TV on it. It's maybe something that you would never even think to build in your own house or you wouldn't want to put the time. But if somebody who's looking for houses, comes upon that and they're the type of people that like they love entertaining. Yeah. They're the guys that hold the Super Bowl par- parties all the time. Yeah. And they walk in and see that. They're like, oh, oh shit, wow. I want, like that's the house. We looked at another one just like this, same size, same whatever, but this one has <laughs> this. I would pay more for the one that I just envisioned being you know, able to like to be the, yeah. I'm the center of attention. I'm the guy throwing the party. This is going to be sweet. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that. Yeah. And if you mail
1: it in and throw up, a 10 by 10 or a 12 by 12 and it's pressure treated and not built well and your buddies did it on a weekend with a case of beer, then uh, nobody's going to value that. That's
0: table stakes. If you're just building Mm -hmm. an access to your barbecue, people just expect to have that. Yep. (laughs) So you're worse off if you don't have it, but you're not adding much to it. It's like, that's just expectations. Boy, I don't know. Hard to know. So industry full of misconceptions and myths and whatever. Those are 10 that uh, I think we just dispelled all of them. So, Worry not, people. We've got your backs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's why it's important to do your research when you get into this stuff because there are a lot of things that go around out there that uh, – another misconception that you hear all the time uh, – not all the time, but you used to hear like, oh, Trex Trex had so many issues and, and whatnot, and people used to come in and say, that. I've seen this, and it's like, yeah, lots of companies have had warranty issues in the past, and that stuff tends to linger, but we're like – we're, uh, we're decades removed from that. It's like yeah. that was first generation product. But the problem is when things go to the internet, they live forever. And if you search for problems, you'll find them. So not everything you hear or read or see is relevant. I like that a couple people recently have commented on some of our YouTube posts from two or three years ago. Yeah. And said like, Hey, I just watched this video. Do you still feel the same way about this product now as you did when you recorded it? Oh, nice. that is a great question to ask Absolutely. because stuff does change. Yeah. And so, on those, uh, on the couple that I'm specifically thinking of, no, I don't feel as strongly about that product anymore as I used to. Why? Well, I feel like qualities maybe slipped a little bit. The service isn't there as Is much as it used to be. Is yeah. it still a great product? Yes. Am I, am I as much of a raving fan as I was when we recorded this video? Not as much. And who knows? Maybe in like certain products, since we've been in the industry, have been sold. Two, three times to different companies. Yes. You might record a video of, for example, Clubhouse Decking. That yeah. used to be a big fan. Of, for a while, was owned by, what was the first company? when De- we De- first? DeCunic was, De- was first, and then who was in, the, in between? Then it went to somebody else.
1: Oh, no, maybe DeCunic was the one. I feel like they were the
0: second one. There was somebody before them, and I can't remember now. Yeah. And then it went to Cunic, Then it went to uh, True North. So in seven years, it's been owned by three different companies. Yep. Um, the product has largely be- remained unchanged, but... That's not always necessarily the case. When it changes hands, things can change. So we might throw a review out a review out there in 2019 about a product that we think is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, somebody watches it in 2022 and they're like, "Oh, you guys said it was amazing." And It was like, "Oh no, oh, yeah. sorry, but totally in 2021 they were now. sold to a to a company overseas and like they just like drove the profit Quality. out of that stuff there yeah, and the all of a sudden were warranty issues. Like, yeah. so you have to you have to pay attention to the time sensitivity of some of these. Some of this feedback as well, so. Yeah,
1: certainly that happens, so.
0: What else? Any other misconceptions off the top of your head that you can think of that uh, we didn't touch on? Uh, One, the, well, the people we talk
1: about, like, how it's hot. We right.
0: didn't cover any of that. That was what kind of spurred the idea for this, um, hot and slippery composite decking. And I don't
1: know that I can dispel any of that. I can't say that, like, I can't say that composite decking is not hot. It typically is, right? Um but so is the sand at the beach and so is concrete. And so is like, if you have a wood deck and you stain it dark brown, uh, that's going to be hot. So typically color is what's going to affect heat more than anything else. Um, Certainly there are some boards that cool off a little bit faster or dissipate the heat better once the sun is off it. But if you're in the sun and it's, you know, 100, 105, it's hot. Yeah, Stuff's hot.
0: I think the omission of, of um, data is probably where the misconception lies. In that people are like composite is hot. Yes. And to your point, it's like, so are other things, but by not, by, by not mentioning the other things, people just assume that, well, the other ones are cooler. Then. Composite is hot. Go with wood. Cause it's cooler. Mm-hmm. No wood gets hot too. That's they right. They both get hot. Yeah. Does it get as hot? It depends. Like a light colored composite and, and wood isn't that much different. Uh, wood that's oiled immediately gets hotter wood that's oiled with a dark color is much much hotter yep. so it's not just like you got to make sure you're comparing apples to apples uh, certainly to your point the lighter the color the better there are different products that have some built-in technologies that help to resist the heat more is it is it cool no i don't like the like i don't the think of the of cool in the marketing jargon yeah. for it yep are they less hot yes is your concern that your dog's paws are going to be They can't walk on it. If that's the case, there are products that that is not a concern with. Yeah. Some of them are. Doesn't mean it's cool, but it's just not as hot as to (laughs) cause flesh wounds. Yeah.
1: But But also to that point, it's like... Like dogs are resilient. Kids are resilient. I've watched this happen. It's like (laughs) the the deck is really hot. And a dog... Like they just use their brain and they don't stand on it. They move.
0: I can promise you that I have never stepped on a deck that was hotter than the threshold of the door you walk out to get onto the deck gets that's right a dark colored that piece of aluminum when you walk out that shit that'll burn you gets fiercely hot that'll burn you (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway that's uh, some common uh, misconceptions uh, about the decking industry if you have anything else that you're wondering about that we didn't mention of course just shoot us a message we can help dispel those as well or maybe confirm them who knows see you next week Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop, ultimatedeckshop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate, let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.